so we're hurtling towards Christmas. Uh huh. <laughs> like Damn. an asteroid on a collision course with Earth. Yes. Tune up the camel, honey. I'm going out. You know, we could have got more people if it wasn't for that that <laughs> cello. And um, Christmas is on the 25th. This Christmas year. is on the 25th this year. I know it's, it's a little different, but <laughs> I would not want to do it unless I could zip line to the treehouse. What's a trumpet? Hello and welcome to another episode of Northside Now. This is the podcast where we take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. My name is Patrick, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. Happy birthday to Patrick. Yeah. Hey. You're not supposed to let that sensitive information out. Well, People are going to hack into my bank account now. Yeah, it's well, your birthday. You should have picked <laughs> another pen. You should have picked another pen. <laughs> yeah, goofball. I got to change that now. <laughs> yeah, see, you're supposed to get wiser as you get older. And so pick another pen, like your dog's birthday or something. Okay. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, okay. But we're like Samson. If we lose more hair, we lose our strength and That's exactly, wisdom. That's so. exactly right. But happy birthday for real. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's always fun to celebrate a birthday. Yeah. He's 18 all over again. Made yeah. another trip around the sun. Another trip around the sun. Um, <laughs> Just like those asteroids. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Did y'all hear about that? Um, I heard about the uh, NASA mission to uh-huh. uh, basically crash into an asteroid to get information i, I saw bruce willis was down in uh down in nasa <laughs> so that makes me nervous really yeah i'm afraid he may have to they're getting ready again. to go yeah go out and well there's a the world potent, i'm doing air quotes but there's a potentially hazardous asteroid that's coming close to earth what yeah it's going to be get this 2.5 million miles away from Earth's ah! orbit. okay uh, that, that sentence has all kinds of issues with it <laughs> <laughs> if there's an asteroid hurtling through space yeah. towards earth is not potentially hazardous <laughs> i would say it's just hazardous, hazardous. Right. right well apparently they they discovered this asteroid like back in the 80s and it's been one that they've like had their eye on to like try to mine so this is started now I that it's coming a lot mine yeah bruce willis again i'm telling you yeah they could land on it well they're estimating that it has like billions of dollars worth of cobalt and nickel and you know different alloys and rare stuff they can mine yeah non, how, non- how earth they know this i don't know they're nasa they got telescopes man <laughs> but i would think they'd have to like it's like how do they know any of this stuff? <laughs> something into it wouldn't they i guess i don't know probably they have they're to take probably a core sh- core shooting, sample yeah shooting stuff out at it and pew, reflecting pew, it back pew. well it's like this other thing that i read about like uh how they figured out how to make super ionic ice and which is essentially what is in the core of Neptune. And yeah, they figured out how to on earth. Like, so basically using uh, like a massive accelerator to get the electrons basically moving at almost the speed of light. They create x-rays and then they like crush it between diamonds. And in doing this, they create what they're calling super ionic ice where it like, forms ice but it's like hot and black and essentially the oxygen molecules stay stationary in their place and then the hydrogen molecules like still move around them so it's like a totally different composition but okay so i have a question so we're hurtling towards christmas Uh (laughs) uh-huh like an asteroid on a collision course with earth yes and have y'all heard 
there's like these theories that there was an asteroid or something for the star that the yeah you know yeah i've heard that so yeah where are we at on that oh no those were aliens those were aliens uh-huh. it was a ufo you've seen that when the cow and the field and <laughs> i'm talking about the wise men going to see jesus <laughs> yeah that was a, that was a those UFO. aliens yeah aliens <laughs> then showing their spotlight down on the manger to make i'm sure. telling you the aliens put the pyramids there they're actually spaceships but then again this goes back to our conversation <laughs> angels are aliens and so it yeah biblically accurate representations of angels are ufos <laughs> And I was wondering about this too the it's other all day. The same thing. You know, you know, you're like you worried about getting in your car. I wonder if the wise wise men, you know, like my my camel's too old. I'm going to have to go find another one because it won't make the trip or something like that. <laughs> that is some, mileage limit. Yeah, too many, too many I got to put, on put some new tires on my, <laughs> my camel. <laughs> I, I want the two hump camel instead of the one hump camel. Tune up the camel, honey. <laughs> I'm going out. <laughs> You should stop thinking about that, you know, over the river and through the woods <laughs> to Jesus's manger. I'll go on my camel. Yeah. Yeah. It had to be a crazy trip just to think oh, about yeah. that. There was a movie. I can't remember which movie it was. One of the Christmas movies. And it focused a lot on the wise men. And they were just always giving each other a hard time and like, you know, <laughs> zingers towards one another yeah. and stuff. And it was really funny because I kind of, they're yeah. just different. Well, because they like, and tell me if I'm wrong. But they would have had like a caravan with them. Basically. Sure, I would yeah. think. Yeah, you know? it wasn't just the three of them out there on camels. I don't think like, so. <laughs> I'd have their pit crew. Yeah, you yeah. Know, if there was a so camel, if one that, camel died, they just yeah. take one from right, yeah. right. And they were wealthy enough that they could afford that, so their entourage. Yeah, yeah, they had to. If yeah. you're bringing gifts like that, you know, you're not showing up in the station wagon camel. <laughs> you got to have your security, exactly. You know, to guard the. I would think the so. goods yeah. guard that frankincense. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting stuff, just to make you wonder. You know, as we're worried, or I'm not really worried, but as we're aware of now, this asteroid, this asteroid, as as long as the Eiffel Tower is tall, so that would be pretty big. I'd leave a pretty big hole in the earth. (laughs) That'd leave a mark. (laughs) Maybe just a little one. (laughs) Now, have you been to? I think didn't y'all go to the where the meteor hit in Arizona? Yeah, we went to. That's a big hole. That was pretty cool. That's a big hole. Have you seen that, Kevin? I've seen it in books and on. Yeah. It's a big yeah. hole when you get there. You're like, mm. it's a lot bigger than you think it is. Really? Yeah. Once yeah. you're standing up on the edge of it, looking down. Oh, into yeah. It, it's... And it was way smaller than the oh, Eiffel yeah. Tower. Oh, yeah. That would be, that would leave a, and if you've looked at the boon with a telescope or something. Oh, yeah. All those big holes in it. Yeah. That would, that would leave a mess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just interesting that I, I read that today, though, because like yesterday, uh, Jaron Bryant, uh, let, let I know me borrow, that guy. Yeah, I you know, know him. He let me borrow a book that he wanted me to read called Rendezvous with Rama by Arthur C. Clarke. Yes, old school science fiction. And I just started reading it last night, so no spoilers for a I don't know sixty year old book or whatever it is. <laughs> but <laughs> it's about an, like it, the opening chapter, like an asteroid hits the Earth, and I'm like, oh no. So yeah, I always wonder if you knew one was coming and you knew it wasn't going to miss you. Would that change your behavior? Would you do what would you do? I mean, that's like that question. If you only had one day left to live, how would you live it? I yeah. think a lot of people would live it differently. I think I they know. would too. I think people I think would. crime rate would go through the roof. <laughs> I think so. I agree with that. I if think people realized there were no consequences yeah. to their actions, right. you know. It would be chaotic, that's for sure. And that's a, that's the reason I think they know that human nature is that way. So I wonder how many of these things happen or whatever's going on up in space and we just never know. They just don't tell you. Right. Only people yeah. that need to know, need to know. Because kind of I know 2.5 million miles sounds like a good distance. Mm-hmm. But like, 
I think they said that anything within 30 million miles is considered close. I mean, the sun is, what, 43 million miles away? So So will we be able to see this thing? Probably. Like with the naked eye? I don't know. I need to look that up. Because I remember going, you know, when the, oh, the everything lined up a couple of years ago. And the, like the, they were calling it the Bethlehem star mm-hmm. and they were doing that. Um, the, it was like Venus. Yeah. And the moon or something. Yeah. Anyways, it was like Jupiter. We drove out into a field and watched it and yeah. could see it. It was, it turned out pretty cool, but I wonder if this is going to be, I mean, this will be a lot closer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to, it's supposed to, uh, get that close on December 11th. Is okay. when it's supposed to, so just, is this just happening a few, a few days? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, everybody get your telescopes out. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I hope it's cooler than it potentially has <laughs> opportunity to be. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, if this is the end, guys, it's been nice knowing you. We almost made it to a year. Nice podcasting with you. And you uh, you didn't make it another trip around the sun, so I hope all the others were worth it. <laughs> so what else do you have over there? I know you said you had a couple of things on your news oh, list. I've I don't know. These are things that I found interesting this week. So I was <laughs> well, it's, a little it's, short of, it's better to than talk some about. of the alternative headlines. <laughs> That's so true. I am that all about true. it. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of Christmas, one of the things I am excited about. Now, if you're listening to this, you you better jump on it because the uh, the listing goes live at one o'clock today, the seventh. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but Devin Ratray has teamed up with Airbnb and the owners of the the house now Devin Ratray played Buzz in Home Alone and thanks to Airbnb you have the shot at staying in the Home Alone house over Christmas I would not want to do it unless I could zip line to the treehouse I mean maybe you can or like be in the basement and yeah how cool would it be <laughs> if they had simulated thieves trying to attack the house and you yeah. could stand up yeah. for it see that would be awesome that would be really cool That'd be cool. And you but play yeah. the movie, you know, the the gangster movie that they had. Yeah. That he used, you know. Yeah. Filled the didn't animal. You say, didn't you say something that you're gonna, they're going to watch, the, they're going to screen the, tea, the yeah. movie? Yeah, so whoever, because, again, only one, I don't know, family or whatever can actually book it for that week, or at least over Christmas whenever they're offering it. But they're going to provide deep dish or Chicago style deep dish uh, cheese pizza craft mm. macaroni and cheese and there's gonna be like a screening of the movie on Disney plus <laughs> I hope it's a on screening that. on I Disney I, plus I, I do hope it's on that TV though because that little awesome. yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> I would be I would be all over this if they threw in a talk boy do y'all remember those talk boys I wanted one so bad what was that the the talk boy that they had in the movie that was like the little recorder device with the it had a cassette tape and it had a little microphone that stuck out. So you could record your voice and just play it back. Or was that just in the second one? I don't think that was in the first one. That wasn't one. in it the wasn't first in the one. First yeah. It was only in the second one. I was sitting one. there going, oh, no, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, no, the talk boy was in the second one. Yeah. The first but one I wanted a talk boy so bad. If they threw in a talk boy, I'd be all over it. <laughs> that would be crazy, though, if they could get the people who played their parts to like show up. You know, the guy that lived next door. Yeah. And just, I don't know, this would be so cool. Now, the one thing I got to look up because I didn't do this before before we started recording, but I think the interior of the house was a different house than the exterior that they filmed. That would make sense. I think the interior was like just a set that they built. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like in a, uh, in a gymnasium or something. Oh, really? If I remember correctly, but there's a little documentary on Netflix about the making of home alone. And it's really interesting. 
but it's been a couple of years since I watched it, and I don't really remember all the details. The house on the inside reminded me like the eight is enough house and some of those bit, others yeah. from that time, yeah, that time period on the inside, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but this is the actual, the like the exterior shots, the big, yeah, big house, yeah. Yep. Well, that's cool though. So jump, jump on it. You got till one o'clock today to book the Home Alone house for Christmas at one o'clock p.m. Yes. Ooh. Central Standard Time. We might okay. have to cut this short. <laughs> I gotta go. Guys, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> I wonder if in Israel somewhere, they're uh, over there, they're like, hey, you can sleep out here where the shepherds heard angels singing and uh, go over to the manger and see Jesus. I wonder if they're Do they know that where that was specifically? <laughs> I doubt it, but you know, it'd be but pretty then close again, to Bethlehem. You can yeah, monetize somewhere. anything. Just pick a hill next to Bethlehem. Exactly. This was the one. I, you know, you could sleep here. I don't know. It'd be like uh, Bethlehem's version of a corn maze or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> have hot cider. <laughs> You're going to sit outside by the campfire and uh, roast marshmallows and tell ghost stories about yeah. angels showing up. <laughs> I don't know. Just, I don't know. Fun stuff. Fun stuff were with Christmas. That would be fun though, to do that. Didn't they do that not long ago with the, or is the Christmas story house that may be the Christmas story. Is it like a museum now or something? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe. I think it is. I, they, um, yeah, I knew this once upon a time. They have something there. Yeah, I was thinking it was a museum or it's a, or they did this at one point where you could stay at the house or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think they did something with that that house as well. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Complete with, you know, pink rabbit pajamas <laughs> laying on your bed for you to sleep in. <laughs> I do know that all the original leg lamps were broken. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Of course, since then they've become a commercial thing. I was just you know? yeah, oh, like yeah. tons of them, billion but replicas. But I, I think I did run across um, this article this week about famous movie props and things like uh, in the Lord of the Rings series, mm-hmm. who has the rings, actual mm. prop rings, and uh, Elijah Wood has one of them. I hope so. Yeah. Now I did see a thing where like the the one there was a close up when they're at the council. There's a close-up shot of the ring on the whatever table, and you see all the different people like arguing in the reflection of the ring. Well, that ring that they used was actually a, a huge giant, one. like yeah, <laughs> like six foot wide giant ring. So they get all the like reflections the way they wanted in it. Yeah, I, I want to know who has that ring because that's the one I want. A six foot ring. It's like a kiddie pool sitting. Up. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, movie props are a pretty awesome, fascinating thing to yeah. look into because yeah. I mean they're. They're arts and crafts people oh, for sure yeah. putting those things yeah. together to look completely real and maybe made out of foam or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, all kinds of materials. But they, um, just like you'd find in anywhere, they, they take real pride in what they do and they oh, yeah. down to the very last detail, even if it never gets seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things I remember them talking about early on in the chosen series was really focusing on the background people. Mm-hmm. You know, are they, are they really working with real food? Are they, if they have a marketplace scene or whatever, really wanting to go down to that detail because the atmosphere makes so much of a difference when you're, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of truth that you can tell yeah. when you're, when you're shooting something mm-hmm. and you can tell if it's fake to a certain oh, yeah. level yeah. and they wanted to be as, as true as possible to the story. So that kind of stuff fascinates me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the movie prop people, they that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, see. it really is. Especially the ones that do models and stuff and they make them look real and yeah. you know, even if it's a graphic design, that's still kind of cool. I mean, it's well, cool. they take yeah. the graphic design and then it's an NFT 
<laughs> Boom, there you go. You and your NFTs. <laughs> Man. Well, yeah, there's a new studio, Hollywood studio, called NFT Studios. Okay. And they're trying to fund their first movie by selling NFTs. They're trying to democratize the production of a movie so you can be a part. It'll happen. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, I see it happening eventually. Totally. Well, I see so many ads. Well, I say so many, but I see have seen several where it's uh, you know, Angel Studios does this, where they're uh, basically fundraising, mm-hmm. but you're investing in the project, like the little micro investments. So huh. you give a certain amount of money or invest a certain amount of money, then you are in on the profits, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's, it's like crowdsourcing, but a little different where you get a payback that's potentially financial. Yeah. Um, so I think it's an interesting model, the way things are going nowadays. You had Kickstarter and GoFundMe, of course, and those things. And, um, well, the the guy that's starting this NFT studios is, uh, his name's Niels Jewell. He's a, he, he worked on a lot of like Martin Scorsese pictures and stuff. He's a, big producer, whatever. But I read the, the interview that he did where he was basically saying that the hardest part about producing a new movie is getting the investors on the front end yeah. and the yeah. financial side of things. And so he's trying to uh, go about it a little differently. And with, you know, the rise of NFTs, he's trying to uh, raise about, I think like $10 million by selling NFTs. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think he's going to sell like 10,000 NFTs at about a thousand dollars pop. Wow. So for a thousand dollars, you can help fund a movie. And own an NFT. Hey, the future is now. The future is now. <laughs> you know, if I had known that before now, I would have gotten that for you for your birthday. Oh, man. I shouldn't have said anything. I'll edit no, this No, you, you should have told me. You should have told me last week. <laughs> should have. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have my dad come into the room here in a minute to uh, talk about the uh, cantata. 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 The cantata. <laughs> It's funny to hear you say it that way. Cantata. Cantata. So we've um, recently moved back to town. We were here for a long time. Um, Welcome welcome back. Well, thank you. Not that recently, but you know, (laughs) in the span of my entire lifetime, it's recent. But um, still do an orchestra, I think, right? Yeah. And Patrick, are you playing this year? Supposedly. I got to find my trumpet, but... That's kind of important. It's coming up here. I have my trumpet. (laughs) What's a trumpet? Goodness. So what does it feel like? (laughs) But this is a serious question. What does it feel like? It's it's like a metal and it's really a fetish. What does it feel like to play as one piece of that entire kind of group of people? So I... I've always fascinated, been fascinated about um, like movie production. We were talking about mm-hmm. how, you know, it's one person's job to push a dolly somewhere. Yeah. And so, and I, I've been a part of this, not necessarily a, a feature length film, but in that, in that uh, vein. And I remember feeling like, yeah, this is maybe a small job, but if I can do it to the best of my ability, it's going to, you know, it's like one drop in an entire pot of soup. Mm-hmm. Every little ingredient adds to the mix. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I really enjoyed that, that atmosphere where everybody was really focusing on their craft, doing the best they can. And that the, some of the parts is greater than the whole. Yeah. Um, so what does it feel like to be a part of an orchestra? Well, I mean, you've kind of, you've kind of nailed it because nobody has 
the full piece. You know, everybody's playing their own individual part and separately. It doesn't sound that great. You know, with the trumpet, it's like, let's count for 200 measures and then play three notes. Right. You know, but you got to be on it for those three notes and they got to come in at the right time because the trumpet's not a quiet instrument. Mm -hmm. It kind of cuts through. So, but you kind of have to, everybody kind of has to catch this wave all together and ride it. And then, but if everybody's on their game and plays their parts correctly, it's like you create something that you couldn't have done by yourself. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, there's something kind of magical about it. But well, well, let me ask a question because even though my name's Glenn Miller, I know very little about orchestras. <laughs> don't, don't let him lie to you. He's like an accomplished clarinetist. Oh, <laughs> trombonist, actually. Oh, oh, no, the other one was. You, you're a clarinetist. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's the big deal about that, that person? An oboist. You're an oboist. What, what's, what's the big deal about that that one violinist that everybody, like, stands up for? And, okay, that's called the concert master. Oh. And what about they the master dude? the concert? What does what it mean? What about the dude directing? Yeah, I thought he would be the master. So yeah. they're, or she'd they're, be the master. They're basically, like, first chair violin. So what does that mean? They have numbers on their chairs? Yes. What? Well, they have for violence. They have they numbers. Number they, are. they have numbers on their music. So okay, it's like one. Well, each two. like so each section has as like first chair, second chair, third chair, whatever, depending on how many chairs that section has. So typically, like in a trumpet section, you'll have three chairs, and first chair trumpet gets all the solos and the high notes, and then the second chair gets more of the the okay. middle notes, and the third chair gets the like the lower notes and so it's just different how to assign different parts so but it's you like have a, to audition for it's that. like a skill level or a prestige thing so you i mean you go in and you audition for the orchestra and ah, i got you you know so the I've concert the concert master i don't know I, i'm not a violinist i don't really know exactly what so they do oh why, why a violin and not like the trumpet guys I don't know. I guess the violins sit on the front. And there's a lot more of them. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't either. I haven't, I haven't played in an orchestra since I was in high school. Is so it an know. older instrument? Violin? Oh, probably not. Uh, uh, yeah. Because people were blowing on like goat's horns and stuff. Well, that's true. They had stringed that's instruments. True. Yeah. So, I mean, the evolution of those, the violin and the trumpet are, are not the original permutations of those instruments. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd have to do some. That is interesting. I'd have to, yeah, do some research on. Because, like, um, you know, we just started Purple Penguin basketball season, and one of Kevin's daughters is playing with it. Well, both of them are, but uh, our two of them are, because not all your daughters are in there. Right. But one of them has been a soccer player her whole life, and she's just now playing basketball, and she's very coachable, <laughs> and she picks it up so quickly. But, you know, she's like, I know how to do this game, and I'm learning a new game. But it looks so easy when you watch it on TV or something like that. <laughs> it's the same thing when you go to an orchestra. Yeah. It, it looks so easy that, you know, they do their little tune-up and everybody, you're like, oh, that sounds like a mess. But they all know exactly what they're doing. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, then all of a sudden, the conductor raises their hands and everybody goes, wah, together. And it's just yeah. an amazing sound. No, I, you're, so, you're totally right. It's definitely a team effort. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded of the scripture as, you know, we're all parts of the body of christ and we all have you know we're not all an eye or all a hand or all uh-huh. an ear or whatever we all have our our different giftings and abilities and the an orchestra is a good sort of representation of that in that you know the trumpet does not have the same parts as a violin or right. yeah. an oboe or the cymbals or any of the you know the percussion or woodwind whatever whatever but coming together it creates this you know cohesive so is there ever any that, jealousy that you know you're over there going boop <laughs> No, <laughs> and they're over there. No, all this all the time because they're all whiny and screechy. Oh. 
Everyone knows the trumpet is the noblest instrument. Oh, okay. I don't know. French horn. French horn. French horn? I would say French horn is the most majestic. Yes, I agree. But a, a trumpet is much more noble than a noble. French horn. Yeah. Mm. Can you be noble and majestic? You can. I have I have attempted this many times. <laughs> I, I've always I've always been drawn to the to the cello. I guess I would have to pick a cello as my favorite out of the orchestra yeah. instruments. I don't know why I just like that sound. I guess. Mm-hmm. So you're I, a trumpet. and You're a French horn. Yeah, I like French horn. Um, I gravitate toward the odd though. So like bassoon, mm, oboe. Um, oboe. I don't know. Is it, it looks weird? Yeah. It sounds pretty. It's awesome. one of the hardest instruments to play because of that double reed. It's got the double reed. So yeah, like the bassoon and the oboe are really the only two in the orchestra that have that double reed, and it makes it incredibly difficult to play. I just I, the bassoon just looks odd. Oh wait, yeah, you know, it's you definitely got, a yeah, weird instrument. Wood, and then you got metal, and it's a little tube, and it's just I don't know. It's yeah. always fascinated me that way. Because then timpani. you got your. Uh, got timpani yeah timpani's always good yeah it's it's fun to watch (laughs) yeah but it's it's great that it's a good analogy about all those parts coming together and it is a major difference than another normal sunday morning oh yeah you know when you get all that sound the cantata and and everybody out there together doing it together it's a major difference so whenever we get through talking about the cantata with randy i definitely want to encourage everyone to come and see it listen yeah, to sure. it participate it'll be online as well but it's one of those things it's really better live yeah for sure a lot better live so well i guess let's let him in the room and talk to him yeah i guess all right <laughs> dad <laughs> all right we're here today with randy uh and he's going to come and tell us a little bit about the cantata this year but before you do we have a really you know breaking news question that we've come up with here recently <laughs> what what does cantata mean well a cantata uh patrick uh has researched it a little bit before we got started i know but basically it's a collection of songs uh most of the time there's a story behind them uh in the early years of cantatas there was always narration in between uh, every yeah. song yeah uh now i am uh I've fallen in love with Mr. Bradley Knight. He's a composer and arranger, and for about the last five or six years, we've done his works. Oh, okay. One of the things I like about his works is that the the music itself tells the story, and there's no narration in between it, so you get a little bit more music involved in the cantata, and uh, it just goes a long way uh, uh, to present just good good music yeah yeah and i've i've uh sung some things from bradley knight before and i agree he's just a really he's a fairly young guy i think and he isn't he a minister of music too he, he and, is uh and he loves to go to these big churches yeah. all over mm. the place and use their larger choirs to do his recordings okay. and he works with them and gets that done and then he presents it to the public you know for purchase and he uh, works through Prism's music, and so if you ever want to look up Bradley Knight and see some of his works, you can go to Prism Music and just type in Bradley Knight, and a whole bunch of stuff will pop. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and one of the things too is he he mixes in a lot of different styles, right? So the the cantata this year is going to have 
some <laughs> more traditional like stuff, but some maybe some surprises. But even with the traditional, he throws such a twist to it yep. in the orchestration part of it that it you recognize, mm-hmm. but then you're saying to yourself, "What's different? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what has he changed?" Uh, and in this cantata that we're doing, it's called "Our okay. Joy Has Come." Yeah. Uh, in this one, we end up with a section of the Hallelujah chorus. Oh, cool. But it is not exactly like the traditional Hallelujah Chorus. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as fast, and the notes are not the same. So it was was a challenge for the choir to just not sing what they traditionally knew. Uh, So uh, that's all all been fun as well. But he's got, um, oh, a little bit of soul, a little bit of... Southern gospel, he's got a little bit of everything coming coming through on this. And uh, we will have an orchestra playing, about a 28-piece orchestra. So uh, it's, it'll be a fun time. The uh, For people that may not have been here at Northside for a long time, um, is, is you normally do an orchestra? That seems like a really big uh, production. Is that, are they, are they from around here or you bring people in? How does that actually work? Well, uh, oddly enough, uh, my connection with a lot of these uh, players is through our time with the youth orchestra when our children, my children, were actually playing in the youth orchestra. Got it. And now that people are grown up, I still keep in touch with them. And (laughs) oddly enough, uh, a good number of them are in the church itself, but Probably half of them are coming from other locations, uh, some here in town, some out of Martin even. Oh, wow. But I have a relationship with them. I pick up a phone, call them, say, hey, have you got these dates open? And they say, yeah, we're coming. Nice. You know, and so that really works. I do an orchestra one time a year. Would love to do it more. But it's just, it is a, a, a big challenge. And uh, also it's... Uh, a little bit of money <laughs> yeah sure. yeah you know get to the, dust off the old baton and bring it out <laughs> tap it on the little stand oh yeah i have i have to do the baton <laughs> <laughs> so what's the storyline is it the traditional take us to the take us to the nativity thing or is there is there a little different storyline with this one uh it it is more i would say it's more in the vein of just a constant reminder that our joy has come. Jesus is born. Uh, yeah. Jesus is here. Salvation is here for us. And it plays that line kind of all the way through it yeah. uh, in just a variety of different ways just to get the message across that our joy has come. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, um, Kevin brought up it's been a tradition to do this here, and so it's also been a tradition to do it on Saturday night as well for the community. Correct? Are we still doing that this year? I know, I know the choir is probably really excited because you know COVID kind of slowed choral stuff down <laughs> we, for a we while. Re- <laughs> well, honestly, we struggled with that a little bit. I mean, uh, I've talked it over with different people. We we wondered whether or not we needed to open it up to the community, but yet we pretty much opened up on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, people can come and, and be a part of it. And I said, the main reason that we did it on Saturday night was just to give an opportunity for those persons who work in churches or mm-hmm. had jobs that caused them to have to work on Sundays to be able to come and hear the cantata. And so, uh, you know, we're just trying to get the word out and say, hey, yeah. if you, you feel fit in that category where yeah. – 
you have your own church home and you're going to be there Sunday morning, uh, then the cantata doesn't work Sunday for you. Yeah. But Saturday night, come hear it. Yeah. That's all we'll do is a cantata that night. I think the bells, handbells will do a prelude for us, and then we just kind of jump in and, and get started. So uh, it's about 45 to 50 minutes, so uh, come hear it. That's going to start at what, what time on Saturday? 7 o'clock. Seven. Seven. Seven I, remember, o'clock. I remember a few years ago, I was at the Saturday night cantata, and the tornado warning just went off and we all had to go <laughs> into the into the tornado, tornado zone oh, right. mm. i can't remember that was what five years ago something yeah, like that that was kind of hard we we showed about <laughs> 200 people in that little room i, I, I forgot about that yeah we the whole orchestra we all carried our instruments in there yeah oh so it's like you know we well, could have got more people if it wasn't for that that cello <laughs> and that big old bass yeah that's funny <laughs> this is, when you were talking about the saturday night thing i remembered that so come it might be exciting on saturday night yeah you, you never know it's something happen. a little extra you know uh-huh. Yeah, y'all might even like the Titanic where they were playing as it went down you yeah. know, or something. It's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> so tell us about the Sunday morning um, times, too, because I know it's yeah. a little bit different on Sunday morning with Cantata than it is a normal Sunday here at Northside. Yeah, we we have Sunday schools that are starting at different times now. Uh, and so our regular service starts at 8 o'clock on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And because it starts at 8, we kept it there. Uh, just for the lack of um, confusion for people, you know. Yeah. You started at eight thirty. Some people are going to show up at eight. Some people might not show up at all. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, we decided to just keep the times the same. That means the orchestras got to get here a little earlier, and the choir <laughs> got to get here and kind of warm up a little bit before we uh, get out here and do it. But uh, you know, it is what it is, and. Uh, but it's a labor of love. But mm-hmm. eight o'clock will be the first presentation of the the cantata on Sunday, and then we'll take a little break, let people go to Sunday school, and then we'll come back at eleven o'clock and do it again. Okay, and that's Sunday the nineteenth. Nineteenth. So Sunday the nineteenth, we'll have an eight o'clock service and an eleven o'clock service, both in the sanctuary. Correct. And both will be the cantata. And uh, there is Sunday school that that day, so your Sunday school teachers can, you know, do their do their thing. You might want to have a Sunday school Christmas party or something. Who knows? You know, be a good time to do it. It'd be a good time to do it and stuff. But um, and how many people are in the choir or uh, for this cantata this year? Uh, you're gonna have a little over fifty. Oh wow, that's uh, that's gonna be a good noise. It's a joyful noise. That's what you're saying, Glenn. Fifty people and twenty something orchestra. That's just a. <laughs> Uh, it, it fills the room, let me tell you. <laughs> it's it's Phil Spector's wall of sound. You know, yeah, it's just going to yeah. be huge. That'll be good. That'll be good. But it, you know, it is. Uh, if if um, some people are not you know symphony goers or whatever, but if you've ever had the chance to to experience that level of musicianship, mm, yeah, it really is pretty amazing, and uh, it, it's going to be a great sound in the sanctuary too, and definitely encourage anybody to come out and see it if you've seen it you know if you've been to it every year for the last you know however many years or you've never heard it at all come come give it a try i think it's going to be especially after a year like last year yeah it's uh it's a good time and it's one of those uh sundays where i like to sit up in the balcony for some reason the way the shape of the sanctuary and the way it projects out i mean it's designed for this right Right. just in the balcony kind of straight on it's just a 
it's a good sound. Patrick, yeah, you get sure. that up there with the sound booth all the time. But well, the last few years I've, I've gone back and oh, played with the played, orchestra yeah. again. So yeah, I hear it from the trumpet section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's a good sound upstairs. So it's a race to see who can sit upstairs first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's a better line of sight too. It is too. You know, when you want to see if Mm. you have kids in the in the orchestra or or if you want to see the trumpet section. (laughs) Yeah. You may have to you may have to sit in the balcony to do that. Well good. Well, thank you for uh coming in, Randy, and telling us about um the cantata this year. And um we look forward to doing coming and being part of that. And so it's called what again? Our Joy Has Come. Our Joy Has Come by Bradley Knight. By Bradley Knight. And it'll be on um, this Sunday, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit more mm-hmm. as a reminder. And and so so thanks for coming in and dropping by the podcast room and mm-hmm. dusting off your baton again this year. That's going <laughs> to oh, be yeah. fun. <laughs> so. All righty. Well, thank you all. Okay, bye, Dad. <laughs> that's very elfish bye buddy i hope you find your dad (laughs) well we're glad that randy stopped by because now we know what cantata means cantata cantata and we know uh man this is i'm excited it it's really gonna be good i'm excited because i always just enjoy listening to them yeah so definitely come 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 check it out yeah you won't be disappointed and um you know choir does a great job so yeah there there is definitely something um spiritual when you listen to music uh, like that at least i believe so in in a setting like that yeah especially when it's written for god's glory and there's mm-hmm. intent there and even if you go back to the uh, many of the classical periods they were connected to the church either yeah, yeah. commissioned by the church or yeah. um involved um music glorifying god etc but um this is is its sole purpose yeah and uh it really is something to experience and when you grow up in the church you've been a part of the church for a long time it's another piece of the puzzle to help with the seasonal completion mm-hmm. you know children yeah the uh you know which was great and then the cantata and you know just these little different little things that help to round out the the season and really help you focus on what its yeah. purpose and meaning is right so right so check it out yes. what else is going on patrick i know we are in the middle of the of the storm right now yeah well sunday we had the children during church yeah and that, was, that was a that good, was good thing oh. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be good they just you know it's it just, does just watching them you know in fact, spin around and not even like exactly <laughs> that's that makes it better it does it does if there wasn't a set falling over or something at some point then uh <laughs> we haven't done our job right mm. um and also on sunday we had our first day of the uh, christmas mission mart yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. and that is going to happen again this coming sunday they're going to be outside of uh hope hall and the sanctuary uh before and after each of the services sunday morning to uh so go see them yeah and you can come by the church office as well you can come by the church office anytime during the week but they'll be set up at the stations uh again this coming sunday good stuff yeah and then let's see what else we got um oh friday night this friday night Six to nine is parents' night out. So if you need to get some Christmas shopping done or just, you know, take a nap or something. (laughs) Come come drop your kids kids off off. and attack Van Drive. Yeah. Now it is it is five dollars per kid 
well, with a max of ten dollars, so you can bring a whole. Oh slew. my goodness! You can bring a whole slew of them, and it'll still only be ten dollars. But that's really good. Yeah, they got to order pizza and stuff, and need a head count and all that fun yeah, stuff. That's, so that's so what's the age limit there? Because I'm assuming I can't bring all my teenagers. I no, you got to leave Mike at home. <laughs> <laughs> leave your seniors at the house if they can drive then they're probably too old <laughs> you know i'm not really sure um exactly on the age so for questions like that contact christy yeah there you go <laughs> christy at northsidejackson.com or you can call her at the church office um yeah so put that on your calendar uh we've got jingle jam coming up when is that well, before that, oh, one more thing nice before Jingle something. Jam. Yeah. Um, also, this coming Sunday at 4 o'clock in the chapel is the uh, Hope in the Morning service. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We don't want to forget that. So, yeah, service for the grieving. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the holidays can be hard for yeah. a lot of people that Definitely. have lost someone. So. Absolutely. But then, next Wednesday, the 15th, that's Jingle Jam. Jingle Jam. <laughs> yeah, and there's a... Bit of surprise, bit of a surprise uh, as far as who's more surprises. Yeah, which I, I don't want to give it away, but uh, I be, think I know what it is. There's going to be someone different playing drums this year. I know what Ooh, it I is. Too. I know what it is too. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll just have to come and uh, I know see what that all is about. That's That'll all about. Be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, and good. and wear your best ugly Christmas sweater and get yeah. ready to. Eat a lot of cookies and drink hot chocolate. And, and have some fun. Ha- play some games. Yep, because we're going to be up there helping yeah. lead some games. And so come and have a good time. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be it's gonna be a good. Yeah, mark Christ- it on your calendar. Christmas party. Yep. Basically. And, and kids will be finishing up finals and stuff like that. It'll be a good break. So, you yep. know, semester will be ending. It'll be a good, good, good family night. Yep. And then the 18th is when the first performance of the cantata mm. will be at that's, 7 o'clock. That's the one that's open for the community. Saturday night. Saturday night. And then Sunday morning on the 19th at the 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. services. Sunday school in the middle, but no 9 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Those two will also be live streamed. Saturday night will not be live streamed, so you'll have to come see that one in person. Yeah. And then we'll have our Christmas Eve services on the 24th at 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Both of those will be live streamed, so you don't want to miss those. And just uh, if you're new to Northside, don't walk in at the last minute. No, if you bring, especially <laughs> if you're bringing a big family or a big crowd, you know. If you want to all sit together early, and get here, yeah, early. people come early and squeeze together, and yeah, uh, those will be live streamed as well, yes. or one of them, or both. They'll, of them? they'll both be live streamed. Okay, so. so just in case, yeah. And Christmas um, is on the 25th this year? Christmas is on the 25th this year. I know it's it's a little different, but <laughs> uh, Christmas will be on the 25th. <laughs> but then uh, Sunday morning, the 26th, a little bit different. There will only be one service at 10 o'clock in Hope Hall. Got it. Um, no Sunday school or anything like that. Just one joint mm. service uh, at 10 o'clock in Hope Hall. And the same thing on January 2nd. Um it will only be one service, 10 o'clock in Hope Hall, no Sunday school. Good. That'll be fun. Yeah. I hope everybody got that. If not, I'll start over. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> We're almost there, guys. Yeah, and there's going to be almost some, Christmas. Uh, that week between Christmas and New Year's, there's going to be a little bit of change in the office hours of the church, mm-hmm. but we will announce that probably our next podcast. Yeah. Once Get those nailed down. We have that sure. nailed down. Yeah, I know that there, there will be a change. There will be a offices up so you can get in your final offerings for the year or whatever you yeah. want to do that. So cool. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. 
Well, happy birthday once again. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And he spent it with us. I did. Isn't that fun? It's interesting how how that works. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like I have a real job and I actually have to like show up whether it's my birthday (laughs) or not. Hey, you're just like Adam Sandler. You get to do the things you enjoy doing with your friends. Yep. So there you go. I try. A dream come true. (laughs) Uh, Well, guys, thanks for podcasting with me. And thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at Northside Now Podcast. Go to our website, northsidejackson.com, or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, this is Patrick. This is Glenn. Doug, Kevin. And that's what's happening at Northside Now. Northside Now.